how's it going p how's it going what up man ah you know another episode socal watch reviews episode 34 we're doing yes, the damn thing been in my a for a little bit but people uh people know people know we're still around oh yeah we haven't gone anywhere what are, what are you thinking what are you thinking p um I, I i think they thought we hung it up for a little while but you know never that never that yeah, absolutely. I know there's some podcasts out there, much respect to them, that they stick to a schedule and they're really good about it. But we, it's it's been kind of crazy in our personal lives with scheduling wise. So right. making podcasts happen is very difficult. Nothing to do with us not wanting to do it. Of course, we want to do it and continue and get to 100 episodes and more. But here we are. That's all that matters, right? We on episode thirty four, man. You know what? I, I I think this year we have had a great run. Absolutely. You know I mean? So absolutely a lot of support. Uh Instagram people, uh or supporters, I should say, Instagram supporters, people on our YouTube channel. So yeah, we've we've been growing, we've been spreading the love, spreading the message, uh, and we'll continue, right? So Exactly, but unfortunately, sometimes life happens, and you know, absolutely, you got to do. No excuse, but here we are. So let's start it off right. What are you wearing? Um, I'm wearing a vintage Oris. You know, (laughs) this thing is hot, man. I'm telling you, like I'm really, really feeling this right now. You know, I had it on since I got it uh Friday, I think. Yeah, I think you got it Friday. Yeah, Friday. So for everybody listening, obviously you guys know that P and myself are huge vintage uh, fans. A number of reasons, of course. Uh, You get the chance to get some quality um, watches or from some quality brands for not a lot of money. And obviously we are all about budget, um, budget spending, I guess, or budget collections but when we say budget collections i know you could go different routes you could go the my affordable watch collection route with our friend abib and get a lot of watches made from right. china cadison and pagani and stuff like that nothing wrong with that you get amazing specs as a watch that um you could put through through the ringer per se and and you don't have to worry about it breaking right so water resistance and all that but we go the opposite route we go the route of watches that have some pedigree for not a lot of money unfortunately the downfall is you can't wear them every day or you can but you got to be very careful right Um, yeah absolutely and p and i as everybody knows we we definitely are friends outside of the podcast so we're in constant communication and he's looking at things online i'm looking at things online and we kind of know each other's you know preference i guess when it comes to watches so we'll send each other links like hey look at this amazing deal bid on it or whatever and and he did you know i sent him this auras i thought it was a, a great value a great looking watch that definitely is was almost tailored to 
to him, right? To uh, to aesthetic and style, and that's kind of he went for it, and he won, and and he has it, and I think it's beautiful. And the funniest thing is, days prior to him getting this, I actually just picked up my very first vintage Oris as well, the vintage uh, what is it, the Pointer Day, right? Big Crown yeah. Pointer Day. Yeah. And that actually came via a gift from my mom. So my birthday is so funny. So my birthday is not until August. August 8th is my birthday. And my mom doesn't live in California. And she's, even though I'm turning, how old am I turning? 37 this year. So I'll be 37 this year. My mom still treats me like a little kid sometimes, you know, which is good. I guess it's right, a good thing right, from, no doubt. from parents. And she goes, hey, your birthday's coming up. What do you want for your birthday? So... I'm like, ah, nothing, you know, whatever. She goes, oh, what a, oh, sorry about that. I'm sleepy. Uh, I want to get you something. Um, so I go, nah, it's cool. You, you already know what I want. I want this. She's like, oh, you want to watch? I was like, well, kind of. But she's like, well, how, how much is it? Or which one is it? Um, so I'm like, I don't know. I, I was thinking of a G-Shock. And she got me my, what is it? The DW100, GA100? Yeah, what? yeah. DW, I think is a DW or GA. No, it's a GA, right? GA 100. GA100. So she got that for me last year. It's like 65 bucks or something like that. So I kind of knew she was willing to spend that kind of money, right? Like 65 bucks. So I'm like, you know what? Let me look into it. Let me get back to you. So I started doing a little research, found that uh, vintage Auris, and they wanted like 200 bucks for it. So I was mm. like, all right, I'm, I'm not about that. You know, so I started negotiating with the guy. And we ended up at 150. I was like, all right, that's a little steep. I'm not going to ask my mom for 150. I'll probably put the rest or whatever. But I called her, uh, you know, we talked and I was like, hey, you know, I'm I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm like, I know I'm going to sound like a little kid right now, but you said (laughs) you wanted to get something for my birthday. What if I get something for my birthday slash Christmas, which Christmas is like months and months away. Right, right. But, uh, and then she goes, she starts laughing. She's like, yeah, you definitely sound like a little kid. You know, you, right. what else do you want me to get you things for the next birthday as well? And she's like, well, how much is it? So I told her, she's like, oh, yeah, done. Uh, I'll send you the check. That's not a problem. I was like, no, but I feel bad. You know, it's like, why? You're already, that way you make it easier for me. I'm getting your Christmas and your birthday like done you know so all right cool so i bought the watch got it so and it came on the day that i hit a thousand subscribers on youtube which is crazy right so i was celebrating that day and then i got that watch i was like oh what an incredible day you know so right on yes sir yes sir a lot of talking on my end so uh how do you feel about uh about oris and and your vintage watch you know i feel great but i got i got a crazy story uh uh, when was it? Last week, I think, I wore my um, vintage Omega Seamaster, right? Yep. And I had bumped it up against something. Mm. And I had, like, just totally panicked. And when I looked at it, it was, like, one small scratch on the crystal. I said, oh, my God, oh, my God, why did I oh. wear it today? Yeah. You know what I mean? So the whole day, I just took it off put it in plastic, put it in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> when I got home, I poly watched the hell out of that thing. And I rubbed the scratch out. But that just goes to show what you were saying about, like, you have to be, like, extra careful when you wear Venice watches. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but as far as the auras go, I'm loving this, this thing, man. 
Yeah, it's nice. I mean? It's a nice it watch. It ain't skipped the beat yet. So, you know, it's keeping great time. You know what I mean? I'm trying to track down the actual year, which I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm confident I'm this close. Really close to track. How do you go about that? The caliber? Yeah, the caliber, the 457 caliber, um, was a caliber that they used in a watch that they produced called Dorset, but then they also used it in the same model watch that I have on, except it had a small second hand on. Got it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty close. Pretty close. That's pretty cool. Well, let me tell you what I'm wearing, and, and I was going to make a comment about vintage watches, but I think it's going to be very fitting to with kind of what I'm wearing. So what I'm wearing is something that I just got for, again, I played this trick with my wife, and you know this. So she goes, hey, I want to get you a Father's Day gift, but you're super picky. I don't know what to get you. I don't want to spend money on something that I know you're just going to store away. So what do you want? And I'm pretty sure it's going to be a watch. I was like, well, I wasn't really thinking about it, but uh, funny thing you should mention that because I just got a, a message about two weeks ago from uh, my friend, uh, Dr. Watchman, uh, Dr. Brian, and he was on the show, right, P? We had him for right, yeah. this coronavirus thing a few episodes right. ago when this whole nasty thing just started. And we got his opinion. He's a big watch collector. And this is how it went. This is how the story went. And I'll, I'll, I'll kind of repeat myself because I'm going to make a YouTube video unboxing this guy and reviewing it. And I'll, I'll tell a story then. So we had him on the show. Um, he's been a fan of ours and he's been a friend on Instagram. Super down to earth guy, heavy hitting collection. And we had him first. And then a few episodes later, we had Wes from Notice Watches. Wes is an amazing guy, super cool, down to earth. Uh, I've heard of Notice Watches before, but I was never really, I never really looked into it, right? So I just kind of saw pictures here and there. I thought they were pretty cool, but kind of dismissed them, really, because I've never really been a fan of micro brand watches. Why? Because I was just being super weird about it. I don't know, something about heritage and this and that, whatever. Right, right. But we had Wes on the show, so I did a lot of research for the show. And I absolutely fell head over heels for the retrospect to watch. And I knew prior to Wes coming on with us that we were that he was going to release uh some limited edition dials and one of the dials was going to be the salmon dial. And I'm a sucker for a salmon dial. They're not super popular in the watch world. They're very uh, few and far between, right? So anyway, we we had Wes, great episode. And I get a message from the doctor right on Instagram says, hey, thanks to your episode. Thanks for highlighting notice. I went ahead and purchased a notice, a notice retrospect to salmon dial. So I was mm -hmm. so jealous of this guy. I was like, oh, good for you, man. Cool. He posted pictures, congratulated him long story short fast forward a few weeks or a few months and i got a message from this guy saying hey i know you're a big fan of these watches and i am trying to get rid of mine because i'm trying to pick something up a, a zen i forget the model but he was going to pick uh -huh. one up and he wanted to make some room in his collection would you be interested in buying it it's practically brand new with everything box and papers and the extra barton strap that they give you would you be interested so i said I absolutely love that watch, but I don't think my wife would let me purchase anything at this moment. But hey, thank you, you know. 
So when my wife gave me the okay to get a watch, I was like, well, wait a minute, what is my budget? She's like, I don't know, you know, whatever. So it wasn't the, the notice money, it was a lot less. So I contacted the, the doctor, said, hey, do you still have it? He's like, yeah, I actually do have it. Are you still interested? I said, maybe, possibly, give me a second. So I ended up convincing my wife, long story short, I ended up convincing my wife to get me this for Father's Day slash my birthday. So I played kind of the same game, <laughs> but she agreed. She agreed. So that's what I'm wearing today. I'm wearing the Notice Retrospect 2 Salmon Dow. This thing is amazing. I mean, pictures don't do it justice. Once you see it in the metal and you feel the quality, it does not feel like a 450 buck. Uh, watch which by the way I did not pay that that was a retail price I paid less but everything about it is just so well built from the sapphire crystal to the stainless steel to the the bracelet is just so on the next level like all the clicks all the I don't know if you can see it too but um well, yeah, that's of it, but it's just an incredible uh I love the kind of vintage aesthetic that they have so that's one of the reasons I got it because it does have that vintage, that vintage aesthetic to it. Uh, mm. Crunchy, crunchy bezel. Mm. I mean, 120 clicks, sandwich style, which you don't see many sandwich styles on the market now. It's more of a vintage aesthetic, and this kind of the, the bezel is kind of I don't know how do you, how would you describe that like a rattle Captain Cook almost yeah uh like a stepped like no it's not a step dial it's a concave uh mm -hmm. bezel i'm sorry not dial a bezel it, it has this kind of i don't know how to explain it but it's such a beautiful watch i also love the fact that it doesn't have crown guards which gives it this vintage diver aesthetic uh it is a bigger boy it's is like it a screw down crown it is it is okay. 200 200 meter water resistance uh, mm. date complication crazy loom uh the bezel because this guy doctor didn't cheapen out on this they offered this in two two offers uh or variations i should say for the bezel one which is kind of it, it's a steel bezel with a loom pip but he had the opportunity to pick this up with a ceramic um bezel right. that's fully loomed so he went for that it was like 40 50 bucks more so it has a black bezel that's uh, fully loomed and a ceramic sapphire case. So yeah, mill clasp on the on the bracelet with screws, uh, and it's an H-link style bracelet, 22 millimeters. I would have mm. preferred 20 to make it a little bit more more tapered for my wrist, but absolutely a beast of a watch. NH35 movement that's been regulated by them, and they include in the box a little card that tells you what seconds it came in because they regulated it so mm. i think that's a cool touch they didn't just buy the movement and just throw it in there and give it to you they actually take the time to regulate it and make sure that this is the right uh watch for you and they they, they stamp their name behind it you know so what i was getting at is i love vintage watches uh but I do like modern watches with a vintage aesthetic because you get the best of both worlds. You know, right, the, you get right. the better sizing, you get the reliability of a, of a modern watch, but with that vintage aesthetic, you know? So it, it, it's crazy to me when you, when you show people uh, or friends of yours or collectors that you're like, Hey, I'm into modern pieces. 
but I'm into vintage pieces as well because it's two completely different aesthetics, right? I mean, the vintage world, you're talking 34 millimeters, 36 millimeters, super right. slim, especially because like this Orza that you got and the one that I got, they're manual wine. Right. So the thickness on them is just ridiculous, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. like nothing to it. It feels like you're wearing paper on your wrist. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you throw this bad boy on like this notice and this thing is chunky and heavy. And you you know you have a watch on when you right. wear this thing. But, you know, that, that that's kind of that's kind of what it is. That's what I'm wearing now. So I think the, the, the difference for me as far as uh, vintage versus modern is is a lot of the vintage pieces that I've gotten, they don't look too good on a metal bracelet. And they always stand out more with a leather strap. It's, you're, you know, you're right. You're right. And even they kind of look cool on a, well, it depends, depends what watch we're talking about. But typically like a, like a tropical um, rubber strap or some kind of style of a rubber strap, they kind of look good. Depending, right. right? I mean, if it's right. more kind of like sporty, yeah. uh, kind of diver inspired, or even NATOs, I find sometimes they don't look great. They have to have this sporty kind of uh, look to them. But you're absolutely right. right. Uh, something about a leather strap, it just it just so fitting with a vintage watch. Um, and I mean, that's that's why if you really think about it. A lot of these watch strap companies have this vintage style um, leather strap, right? With the little, what is it? With the little uh, string mm-hmm. at the edges of them or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Just something about vintage watches that is so, I, I don't know, romantic, poetic. Uh, you, you really stop in your tracks and think, crap, I was born in the 80s i mean for me i was born in the 80s but this watch that i have on is from the 50s right or the yeah. 40s or the 60s whatever yeah. and it's like what I, I wonder how many people own this watch and what this watch has been through right. but morbid miguel i always think i wonder if the person that was wearing this died in this watch i mean you you, you it, it crosses your mind you know uh, right. uh or was this watch in, in, in a special occasion was this somebody that uh, a watch somebody wore for their wedding or for right. their kid's wedding or right. who knows you know birthday but, anniversary birthday anniversary who knows right yeah. but the important thing is to start creating memories yourself with these watches whether it be a vintage watch or a modern watch a lot of times that's what it is, right? It's, it, it's, you, you get a watch initially because it speaks to you and because you like the way that it looks or, or what have you. But once you start wearing it, uh, and I could attest to this with my Seiko SKX, I initially bought it because of TGB, Tristiano, right on YouTube. Got into watches, saw it. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, they don't know much about it except for the specs didn't mean anything to me because I was a new collector but three years later three years plus later um, that watch is very special to me I've worn it for a lot of different things and now when I look at it it's kind of like that that watch that started it all for me so it's just one of those right. watches that's gonna go nowhere and when I do pass it down to my to my kid I'm gonna tell him hey man 
this is the one that started it all. Just this is a special one. So so keep right. it. They're all special, but especially this one because it's it started the whole collection. You know, right on. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, today's topic's a little. <sighs> it's a little difficult to talk about just because it's it's fitting with the climate of what's going on in the world and that's the hate in the watch community you know haters in the watch community so why don't you kick it off i want to know your feelings your thoughts and i'm sure a lot of people could attest to this if you're on social media you got a social media account and you post something we are almost confident that you've gotten a negative comment from somebody and you know or maybe hey you've been the one to leave a negative comment so maybe this could um this episode will speak to you and and make you reconsider what you did and uh and yeah let's go about it right uh i don't think well i know it could be related but i don't think as much it is race related um Although it could be, but I see it more as an elitism thing and someone who can afford something more than what you can afford. Just like, for instance, uh, I got a really mean comment on my YouTube channel where I had did the uh, video on the site. Oops, Tissot. <laughs> Tissot every time, the course version, and the guy just came on and said, oh, that's garbage. Spend a little bit more money and get this Swissomatic. Swissomatic. You know, and I'm just kind of like, dude, I spend my money on what I want to spend my money on. Who the fuck are you to tell me what to spend my money on? You know what right. I mean? Like, you know, I work for it and that's what I wanted. That's what I bought. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't think it's a, a race issue. I think it's more of an elitism thing. And when it comes to Money, I guess it can kind of get into race because the the 1% of the country is mostly Caucasian. So, you know, um, I think it's more about elitism and what you can get and what you can't get. You know what I mean? But it's all the same shit if we all loving the same hobby and the same crap. You know, I don't really see the difference. You know, so. Yeah. I mean... I, I guess there's douchebags in every race. So to pinpoint it down to one, that's not what we're that's not what we're saying. We're not racist. Obviously, we're minorities in this country, so it's not what we're saying. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I've seen the same thing. But I mean, for me, it's kind of hard. I, I I don't know if it's a race thing because I can't. You know, when in, in YouTube, you don't put your real name, right? People have these weird name so I don't know who it is but yeah you get a lot of people hating on on different things or god forbid you say the wrong spec on a watch oh god they come after you well what do you know that's that's wrong or or the actually I on my own channel people are pretty respectful I, I they do call me out for certain things but I even gone as far as to pin their comment on the video just so they see that I recognize my mistake 
rather than go back and delete the video and edit that part out and lose all my views and all that stuff. I, I just pointed out, replied to him and said, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry. I, I'm not perfect, but whatever, you know, and it's like, it's cool, whatever. But the worst is when you make a comment on somebody else's video saying, Hey, that watch doesn't, I don't, I don't see the value in that or I don't, and then they come after you. I don't know if this happened to me, but it just recently happened to me. I put that a watch was too expensive. Great video is always uh, watching my opinions a little too expensive. I would go with this other watch instead. And they basically, whoever it was, came back at me and said, not the person posting a video, but some of his disciples basically <laughs> came at me saying, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. This is an amazing value. And this long message about R&D. And, and I'm like, I'm not stupid, just in my opinion. It's just not worth the money. It's just my opinion. Is it the right opinion? Maybe not. Is that the what watch for me? Yeah, it's my opinion. And everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Now, if I was going to say, we all know this watch, this specs on it are 200 meter water resistance and 40 millimeter. If I came out and said, that's not 40 millimeters, it's 38 millimeters and it's and and I'm saying inaccurate information then yeah come at me because it's like I'm just speaking out of context and not saying the truth but my opinion on something it's just my opinion like I personally feel that the Rolex Yacht Master is ugly like I don't like it and a lot of people love that watch or the Rolex Daytona is just not a watch for me it's a right. okay looking watch but I don't I would never pay even the retail price for that i don't like it right. i'd much rather have an omega speedmaster now are you gonna hate on me because i don't like the daytona as much as other people a lot of people would they'll right. call me a dummy or they'll i don't know i just don't know and that's the thing about this watch world and i notice a lot of youtubers and i don't know if you've seen this p a lot of them hide their face they only want to do their hands and it might be privacy reasons but a lot of it has to do with they just don't want to be criticized for the way they look or right. you know they're just scared right. of people are going to think of them right. i was never like that from the beginning and i know you weren't like that from the beginning because we're like you know what if you are going to like my channel if you're going to like me if you're going to like the way that i look or whatever then go for it but if not then go screw yourself because right. this, this is who not I am. this is who i am there's some huge popular YouTubers and I won't name any names that are super popular. And I just don't, I just don't connect with them, you know, and, uh, and that's okay. Right. Because there's other YouTubers that are not super popular that I think they're great. Right. So rather than go and subscribe to their channel and leave negative comments, I rather either a not subscribe to their channel, or if I do subscribe to their channel is because I know they do have some good content every once in a while. And I'll watch that video. You know, so I don't know. I mean, how, how can we change this, this climate in, in the watch community? Because at the end of the day, look, we all love the same thing. Maybe not the same watch, but we love the same thing. So instead of putting each other down, we should lift each other up. Absolutely. If, if I just feel that you're right, the whole elitist thing is true. 
not so much as a race thing, but more as a, I have the money and you guys don't. Right. What right. happened when we talked about the, the Holy Trinity? You remember that episode? We had a guy come at us on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy, you went to his mm-hmm. page and he had a, a Vacheron, Constantin. Right. Uh, I forget what it was. Uh, Overseas, over whatever something some model i forgot what model he had but uh he basically come at uh, came out of saying that we had no clue what we were talking about that um that we were entertaining but we had zero clue what we were talking about and it's like okay in regards to what because everything we said on that episode was factual right uh but we gave our opinions about do we should we restructure the holy trinity and we did right i think we had mag the daily risk checker mm-hmm. on that episode and it was yourself and me fred couldn't make it that day but right. everything we said was our opinion right we could have said invicta should be in the holy trinity that's okay that's right. your opinion does that make it true maybe not Mm-mm. but that's your opinion so for this guy to come at us and and at first when i saw the message i'm like what so i went to his page and once i saw that he owned a holy trinity watch i was like Mm -hmm. oh okay so he feels entitled because he has that watch and it's like is that okay no should just keep his mouth shut like Mm -hmm. now if we said something that wasn't factual he could have called us out and said hey you guys said that this thing was you know wow you were wrong but it's, that's how he could say he didn't have nothing to say because everything we said was factual in the video. Yeah. Well, in the podcast, I'm sorry, but you know, people they just miserable, man. They miserable as hell. Yeah, and, for sure, for sure. And and, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's like this in every in every uh, collector circle, I guess. Whether you collect toys or shoes or computers, electronics, oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah that's how it is i mean i Mm -hmm. I don't collect anything else thank god because i'll probably be broke (laughs) but you collect a lot of things do you see this transcend over into other categories of collecting Uh, i see it in sneakers a lot um i definitely see it in music really i mean yes yes like you have a certain fan of this and they feel a certain way like i give you an example right like okay prince by the way, remind everybody that you do have a it, it, P has a channel on YouTube, has over six thousand subscribers, millions of views. Kid you not, and it's all based on Prince, right? It, it ain't all based on Prince. There's some hip hop thrown in there. Uh, okay, but what is the name of the channel? But it's mainly Prince. Yeah, and the name of the channel is the Purple. <clears throat> sorry. The Purple Underground. So look it up. That's P and his friend. What's your friend's name? Micah. Micah. All right. Yeah. Cool name. Cool name. Right. So yeah, they run this channel and they discuss music. So not not just Prince, but right. The Purple Underground. Purple because of Prince because he yeah. loved the color purple. Right. 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 All right. Cool. So right. go on. I just wanted to give you a little so, plug. So, thank you. So you you have a certain type of Prince fan right now. With the political climate being as it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not afraid to say that I'm not a Trump supporter. 
Right. I'm not How dare you? The, our relationship is ending, P. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just so, kidding. Um, but then you have the Prince fans that are Trump supporters. And then, like, you see it on their Instagram pages and their Facebook pages. You know, some of the shit that Trump say they support. You know, whatever. Okay, cool. But they call themselves Prince fans knowing that Prince wouldn't support this type of rhetoric. You know what I'm saying? Knowing that Prince would not be a Trump supporter. So why, okay, so let's stop there. Why would Prince not be a Trump supporter? Because he was African-American or because... Because Prince was not a racist. You know what I'm saying? Prince didn't believe in breaking up the masses. You know what I mean? All Trump do is try to separate everybody. You know what I mean? In order for him to gain, and I don't know why people can't see that, you know what I mean? And and Prince once said he just don't want black people to hear his music. He want everybody to hear his music. You yeah. know what I mean? He didn't wanna be be stereotyped as the typical black artist when he could do many genres and do them great. You Got it. I mean? That well, ain't what he was about. You know what well, I mean? I think I talked about this before, but so obviously I'm Hispanic, Mexican descent. And my brother-in-laws, um, one of them a little older than me, one of them younger than me, they both don't openly support Trump. Or rather, I, I, you know, people just don't. Some people say who they support. Some people are very kind of closeted about it. But I know a few weeks ago they were here for Father's Day. Uh, or here meaning my in-laws. They, we all went to my in-laws and, and had a, a little dinner for Father's Day. And they started talking politics. I, I'm not a political person at all. I hate politics. I don't get involved in it. And for me, and, and this may be the wrong way of looking at politics, but for me, a person, a politician needs to to be able to kind of, as a person, as a human being, speak to me somehow. Now, Obama was super, a super cool guy. Uh, a lot of the things that he did politically, I don't agree with because it kind of affected me in in the whole sense of m money, you know, because I think he was more about, well, he's a Democrat, right? So they're more for the people, more giving to the less fortunate and, and taking away from people that actually work. I don't know if you feel the same way, but... I know Obamacare kind of like when that came about, I was like, what the heck, you know? So that was just one of the things that I just wasn't too keen with. But like I said, I'm not political, so I don't care. But what I'm getting at is they were talking about Trump or whatever. And, and I was like, oh, here we go. They're going to start hating on him and everything. And, and on the opposite. And they, they started kind of saying, you know, things, good things about him or whatever. And I was just baffled. So I kind of called, I, don't get involved in these things, but I just can't call them out and said, Hey, so you like Trump, even though you're Hispanic and you're a minority and clearly the guy is a racist, nobody admits it. And they're like, well, you're looking at it from the wrong perspective because you're looking at him from a human being perspective. Uh, yeah. We probably don't like him too much as a person, but his political, you know, so I guess they had a point where, in politics, you need to kind of be able to separate the person from the actual politics, you know, but I can't because if I don't like somebody, I just don't like somebody, you know, but I might yeah, be. But, 
the thing is, how can you with most of the shit he put out there? Yeah, he might be passing some policies and doing something like that, but with most of the shit he put out there is stereotypical bullshit. Yeah, you know no, I mean? for like, sure. Every time sure. you see Trump, it's something stupid. Like, if you ask me, I mean, you know. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And and like I said, I, I don't know anything about politics, and I don't want to lose our listeners with this. I I don't. I, I just don't get involved in that stuff. But yeah, just in my personal opinion, since he stepped into office, things definitely changed just as a society, you know, um, I'm not talking, uh, you know, economics and the housing market and all that. I'm not going to get involved with that. I'm just talking from a human aspect. Things change. And not only that, I know a lot of different countries now see America and they see us as a joke. We're not the mm-hmm. the America that we once were. And in fact, a lot of people probably don't even want to come to America anymore. They go, oh, crap. And I'd rather live somewhere else. That's just a joke over there, you know? Sure. <laughs> so, but anyway, Prince, you were getting to it. There's some people that believe different things and there's haters and that. Yeah. And, and like in the sneaker, in, in the sneaker shit, it's, it's probably worse than the wash industry for real. Why is it? Watching movies, you know what I mean? Because, you know, if you get caught like in a certain pair of Jordans that's not popular, it's like kind of like wearing a Invicta, you know what I mean? But it's worse in the sneaker shit. But it's uh. So how do how do how do people react? Because obviously we know in the watch world, when you're wearing a replica watch, we we know how people react. How about in the sneaker world? Is it the same? It, it's for me. It's hard to tell a, a fake pair of sneakers versus a watch. I think it's easier to tell a, a replica watch versus a fake pair of sneakers. You would actually have to really, for me, take the shoe off and really look at the quality of the shoe. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, would you own? I've known some people to buy some some fake Jordans and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? From the African brothers. You know what I'm saying? In the streets, in the vans and shit. Just sell them, you know what I'm saying? And they look damn near real, but you can ultimately tell. You know what I'm saying? And if you get caught with a pair of fake sneakers on, like you, you'll get the same shit you get from wearing a fake watch or replica watch. So how do you feel about fake sneakers? Would you ever own a pair? No. No. Okay. Hell no. I thought about it just because I'm not a sneakerhead. And there was a pair of Jordans, uh, my my holy grail, right? And I talked about this before. My the Jordan eight, the playoffs, mm. and I there was, I really really thought about getting the replica just because I couldn't. You can't get those unless they're like pre owned or right. if they are mint condition. People want crazy amounts of money for them. So I thought like, what if I get them just to rock them in that way? Like I could beat them up and not be scared of them. But I was like, nah, I was right. too too afraid of what people would think and i'm like they weren't cheap they were like uh, over 100 bucks i'm like dang for a replica sneaker i'm not gonna pay that much money well you gotta look at it like you know what i'm saying like you would never wear a replica watch no although you're not a sneakerhead but still you won't wear no watch although i have owned replica this is back in the days when i was in my early 20s I did buy a replica coach, um, no, a replica Louis Vuitton um, belt, two belts. And here in LA, you know, they, they're downtown LA. They, uh, 
they used to, I don't know if they still do, but they used to sell a ton of like replica stuff. You used to go to downtown LA and you could pick up anything and everything in different qualities, but for the most part, it was just cheap stuff, you know, but I ended up paying uh, 20 bucks for the belt, I think. Um, mm. So yeah, the, you know, I rocked it for a while, but I, I, I knew, I mean, you wear something like that to show off that you have money or whatever, which I didn't. Um, but I don't know. I kind of, I guess I got older and I felt kind of silly wearing it. Cause I was like, why am I wearing this again? Like it's to pretend that I have money, but it just doesn't make any sense. You know? So, uh, I think I bought two, a black one and a brown one. And I, don't know where they're at i think you know what i think i threw them away yeah i think i threw them away just because i was like what the hell am i doing with these things uh but uh yeah that's kind of what it is but um yeah so how can we how can we correct this if if you had a magic wand or or you had a platform where people would actually listen uh and, and and take action what would you recommend for people to make a change or come back at haters? Like what, what can we, uh, what can we tell them? What's our advice? I don't know. A lot of times I just believe that if you feed into something, you're giving that person more energy and more power just to continue to do what they're doing to you. I remember, uh, back, shit, this had to be eight years ago when I first started, uh, we first started the purple underground channel. And, you know, we had a guy on there, and he was always talking about, like, the way that we talk. Like, we talk ghetto. You know what I'm saying? What does dope mean? What does this mean? What, I don't understand. You know what I mean? And, like, the more and more I argued with this guy, the more and more he came back and with some. So, after a while, it was just kind of like, you know what? I ain't got no more energy to get this guy. So, I just kind of ignored him. And when I ignored him, he just faded away. And I ain't wow. seen him in eight, seven, eight years. That's so funny. You know what I mean? So, well, he was a big fan of yours. Every time he commented, every time he, he right. <laughs> did something to your video, it's like you're, you're messing with the algorithm. <laughs> right. So I'm, I was just kind of like, just be quiet. Let them fade away. They'll go away if you don't give it no energy. You know what I mean? So so what would okay so that's that's what you would recommend for people commenting or being haters now what would you recommend to people that have been haters in somebody else's video or instagram posts or whatever what would you oh tell those people for people like that they need to look at their own damn life because i'm pretty sure it's something there that if i found out i'd rag your ass home you know i mean everybody got something fucked up going on you know what I'm saying? Whether it's mentally, financially, physically, whatever. You know what I mean? It's always something about you that's not right. And we all got that. Yeah, you know but some I mean? but, but some people take it out on others, right? Right, right. So when 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 you when you basically have to put somebody else down, and that's what they're doing, they're trying to put you down to make themselves feel better. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's a short-term fix. Look in the mirror, figure out what's wrong with you, make yourself a better person, and uplift other people. Amen. Yeah, I uh, I couldn't agree more. I 
see that a lot in I don't know everywhere, not just in the watch industry, but just growing up, right? Um, mm-hmm. Getting bullied, and I'm sure you probably did as well. And it's just everybody I has, I'm sure. Yeah, so everybody's been bullied, and and it's the same the same thing, right? It's like once you start to analyze their life, and it's like, well, what is it about yourself that you hate that you hate so much that you have to take it out on me? Right. What did I do to you to deserve this treatment? So. Right. In essence, really, that's what this whole watch hater mentality is all about. It's about <clears throat> it's about being uh, a bully, and being a bully is never a good thing, no matter in what platform or what world you look at this. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So I don't know. My advice to people like this would be: before you post a comment, um. Because obviously these people are cyber bullies. They're hiding behind their little screens. They would never say that to your face because they just don't have the courage. Who knows? Whatever. But my recommendation would be before you make a remark, put a comment. Think about how you would feel if somebody did the same to you. Now, if you're one of those people that just doesn't care and say, well, I don't care. I have thick skin and this and that. You're absolutely lying because you're leaving a negative comment because you're suffering from something in your life. I don't know if you're suffering from a divorce, uh, your wife cheated on you, um, somebody bullied you really bad. Is that okay? No, of course not. You know, and we, we feel sympathy for you because bad things happen to everybody. Bad things happen to good people all the time. But now you're a victim. But by you doing what you're about to do and post that negative comment or hate on somebody, now you're making somebody else a victim. Is that okay? No, because remember how that made you feel, right? Sleepless nights of crying or depression or feeling less for yourself. You're about to do the same to somebody else. If you have kids, how would you like somebody doing that to your kids? So we're all human beings at the end of the day, and we all look for certain, uh, I don't know, uh, how would you say it? I I don't know the word, but we we post things online to be praised. So we all look for praise. I guess that's the word I was looking for. We all look for praise, whether it be from our significant others, from our parents, from our peers. We all look for praise. Why do you post that watch online, P? Why do you post that pair of sneakers online? Because you want likes. You want comments. You want people to go, that's fire. That's cool. That's awesome. It makes you feel good. And that's just the way that, why do you dress the way that you dress? You dress like that mostly for attention. There are some people that just don't care. But for the most part, why do you go out to the store and and pick out a cool outfit? To look good, to get compliments from people. And if you flat out say, nah, that's not me, you're you're lying. Okay, fine. It's not your clothing. It's not your watch. It's not your sneaker. It's something else that you're looking for a compliment, you know, to to get a compliment for, for something. So with that said, my recommendation would be that just Think before you type or before you speak because it's not okay. And furthermore, I know one of the uh, 10 and 2 girls, uh, Catelyn, 
posted something on her Instagram. So, you know, she's a girl, of course, she does a lot of wrist shots. And apparently she posted something that was a little, a little risque, right? Because there was a little cleavage shown in that picture, which by the way, I saw the picture and I was like, wow, what the hell? Like, you got to be really looking at that to see it because she's showing the watch and she's showing like something completely different like a pen she was writing something down and i guess somebody sent her a dm with like nasty things you know sexualizing the image and sexualizing her and basically she just came out and said hey this is exactly why more women don't come to this hobby because we feel sexualized we feel that we can't post a picture because you guys will make it about sex and and she was absolutely true or write about that, you know? So she's right. being bullied in a different way. It's a sexual thing. So guys, don't be like that. We need more women in this watch industry, you know? it's We need that perspective. We need, how cool would it be? And I, I know this from firsthand experience. It's really cool when my wife wears one of my watches. She's not a big watch fanatic at all, but when she wears it and I'm wearing my watch, it's so cool to be out on the road somewhere and seeing another one of my watches on her wrist right so it's like oh cool two of my guys are out on the road out out of the watch box and it's so cool it's attractive right in so many different levels because you're like that's attractive because i love watches and i love the person that's wearing it and it's just a completely different feeling so why are you being a-holes and 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 sexualizing things with women like that's not cool either you know or a gay person right? A gay person is wearing a certain watch for you to go, oh man, that gay person just killed it because he's wearing that watch. I don't want to wear it anymore. That's stupid. That's a stupid mm. mentality, right? So you're, you're gonna be one of those people that are putting people down because of their race, their sexuality, right. their gender. I mean, that is that just, just the- shows the weakness in that person though. That's how that does. Weak, yeah. You know, yeah, so I mean, this message just goes out to to everybody, whether you're on the receiving end or you're on the giving end. Just think about your reaction. So if somebody needs leaves a negative comment, typically what I do, I I never come back with a negative comment. I always say thank you. Sorry you didn't like it. Sorry this is not your cup of tea, but you know, I, I never come back and, and have a confrontation with them because you're right, P. You're just adding fuel to the fire and it's a never ending fire. You're just going to make it bigger and bigger. And what's the point? Especially arguing over watches. Like watches right. are just, they're just a thing. They're not, they're a part of our life, but they're not life. I mean, I'll I be thinking like when people say stuff like that, dude, they actually think they're going to change your mind or change the way you do things you know what I mean you know so it boils down to them just being rude and just ridiculously stupid well but the thing is when when they voice their opinion is because they want people to agree with them at the end of the day right they want people to go you're right Mr. Hiding what Mr. John whatever whatever his name is and it's like, okay, so you want people to agree with you and be right, but you don't want them to agree with me or be right with what I'm saying. So right. you're being one-sided and that's just wrong. You know, we need to be open-minded, not just in the watch thing, but in everything in life, you know, and it's, right. it's difficult. I, I, I admit it. I've, I've judged so many people for so many different things and it's, it's wrong and I keep doing it, you know, 
The only difference is I don't go online and leave messages, but I think right. about it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, that we need to change. And that's the reason a lot of people maybe don't want to show their collections either, you know, because they feel embarrassed or, or, or scared that somebody's going to judge them. And that's not cool. You know, this watch collecting game is all about friendships. It's a big family. Yeah. And if you own something better than me, good for you. You're blessed. And right. I'm happy for you rather than, oh man, he owns a, a Patek or he owns an AP. I'm going to, I'm going to hate on him or he owns a Rolex. Like, you know, it's no secret. Rolex, the Mariner is one of my ultimate grails. Is it a watch that's been mass produced and everybody and their mom owns? Absolutely. Do I care? No, because I, I love that watch. I know what the problem is. What is it? I know what the problem is. See, when some of these guys see a guy like me or you wearing a, a, a Seiko or an Invicta or a, I don't know, a Bloba, they think like, how can this guy wear this watch and it looks so good? And I have to wear a <laughs> Rolex. And I have to wear a Rolex Submariner to look as good as this guy and I pay more money. Maybe that's what it is. You no, know, I, I, there is some truth to that. There is some truth to that, that a lot of these people that are paying big money for these watches feel threatened that a watch like a Seiko could come out for way less money and have crazy specs. Right. They feel foolish, right? They feel like they got cheated maybe, and they need to take out that anger on somebody else. But that is the wrong way of looking at it because... Seiko's a beautiful watch brand. Rolex is a beautiful watch brand. They all have their space in this game. And you cannot compare Seiko to Rolex, not even close. Even no. with the specs or whatever, it's just not a, a close comparison. Now we're talking Grand Seiko is a different story. But you're absolutely right. I mean, it sounds like a joke, right? Like, oh, we look better. But, but no, it's true. You're absolutely right. right. I mean, these people have self-confidence issues and I think we all do, you know, but it gets to a point where if you are able to rock a Seiko, an Invicta, a Bulova, brands that you know get kind of overlooked. Well, Seiko doesn't, but, you know, brands that get looked down upon or overlooked. If you're comfortable enough and confident enough to wear that, then that should that puts you in a different category, in my opinion, you know? And it's like, look, I didn't spend a ton of money, number A, because I don't have the money, or B, because I choose not to spend the money because I see right. the value proposition in this particular piece. And like the Seiko SKX, man, every time I post a video about that guy, you will think everybody will be, oh, Bravo and iconic and this and that. Most people do, but most people criticize that watch. Oh, such an outdated model and all oh, the 7S26 movement and this and that. And it's like, it was an icon and it has a predecessor like leave it where it is don't criticize it and yes i know it's going up in value but if that value is not for you then don't buy it why the hell are right. you criticizing it like 300 dollars right. is it, it now people asking 300 dollars for the seiko skx is it worth the money to some people maybe is the movement worth the money no because it's the same movement they use in the seiko 5 watches but you're not paying for the movement. You're paying for the iconic shape. You're paying for the Seiko SKX model. 
in my opinion, that's what you're paying right. for. So what is the watch worth to you? To me, it's not worth 300 bucks because I picked it up for $197 brand new over three years ago, but you right. can't do that anymore. Or the Seiko Sarb, another one I get a lot of hate for. Mm. Oh, it's too expensive. And then I agree that there people are asking ridiculous prices for those Seiko Sarb watches now, you know, and, and is it worth the money? Maybe if it's worth the money to you. Would I pay over 500 bucks for it? No, that's right. not what I paid for it. And I would never pay that. So again, we get into different perspectives of value propositions. What's something worth to you, you know, or whatever. And I actually recently did a video on Buloba. It was a Marine Star 200M. If you haven't right. checked it out, go check it right. out. Um, I did that video as I was just approaching my thousand subscribers. So got a lot of traction. So it was pretty cool to see a video like that gets some traction. And the reason I say that is because Buloba looks down upon by watch collectors. So when I was writing that, um, that script, I remember thinking, okay, in my opinion, why is Buloba looked down upon? And I came to a few conclusions. One of them is a retail pricing because I think the retail pricing is a little ridiculous. You know, if you go to Macy's, Nordstrom, or department store, if you're out of the U.S. listening to this podcast, uh, basically department store. And their prices are a little crazy, you know, and then the 500s and the 600s and the 700s for a quartz piece. Granted, some other quartz pieces are amazing. UHF, uh, Precisionist Movement, these guys take it to the next level when it comes to quartz uh, watches. Move. Movements, not compared to Grand Seiko, but very innovative and, 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 and different, right? But also another factor about Buloba is the sizing. They look a little gaudy, especially the precisionists. They're what, P, like 45, 46? I mean, 45, they're, 46. they're big, big yeah. watches. But they do have a cool kind of aesthetic to them. They, they kind of resemble, uh, what, a Hublot? Yeah. Uh, with those kind of, you got like kind of some round edges, you got some square edges, and some exposed um uh what is it screws in yeah. some of the in some of the models so kind of like ap ish um but i think the sizing is the bigger problem with that but um yeah when i was exploring that i was like yeah it's crazy that some brands even though they have the the heritage the history they make such big dents in the in the in the history of horology they get dismissed but it's because of the current models. It's because of the current situation. And they did get bought out by Citizen. And Citizen being such a big watch brand should advise them a little better on, on making some better models. But again, I'm not a huge Citizen fan myself. I like the EcoDrive movement, but that's about it. Um, but anyways, I digress. We're, we're kind of moving away from the topic. But I guess what I was trying to get at is that you could, if you like Bulova, if you like Invicta, whatever, just rock it with confidence and just know though that you're gonna get some hate, that you're gonna get some criticism, and you need to have mm -hmm. thick skin. And right. that's 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 pretty much it, man. Just just I don't know, I don't know how to change this world and or how to change people's perspectives. But before you post anything, just know that, and before you comment anything, just just take a deep breath and think is this going to benefit the person by me posting this comment or is this going to just make it worse, you know, or, or, or right. hurt the people's feelings? What they need to think about is how it's going to benefit them. 
because yeah. if we look at them like idiots, other people look at them like idiots. So, <laughs> you know, real tough. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So before we talk about other things, let's at least talk about one watch release. And let's talk about that, uh, about that Patek. The Patek Philippe is the call it Trava, right? Uh, mm-hmm. let, me, let me look it up here. We were going to talk about it. It's, the, it's a limited edition. So they are celebrating the new building. So it leads me to believe they created this just to pay for the building. Um, reference number is 6007A as an Apple. Calatrava often, you know, goes back to to many many years, and the Patek Philippe Calatrava for me is one of those watches that if I had a lot of money I would definitely own. Uh, it's super elegant, super understated. If you know, you know type of watch. Uh, but they came out with this forty millimeter, you know, watch, and I don't know, man. What what do you? I want to know your thoughts. What do you, what do you think about it? So it's it's a limited edition. I forgot how many they're making, but uh, what are what are your right. thoughts on this? Um, surprisingly, I I love it. You know really? what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I love okay. the design of the dial, like in the middle there with like the checkerboard pattern. You know what I mean? And um how the arrows is going around the numerals like on the inside of the dial. Yo, I think this thing is banging. Banging, banging, banging. If I could get one, look, my wife looking at me now, look. If I could get one, I would get one. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this thing is, it's all that. Okay. Yo, got a case back, gray blue dial. With the carbon pattern, gold applied normals with luminescent coating, white gold, white, what's that, lacquer batten style hands with luminescent coating. Oh, man. All right. So, limited to a thousand pieces. They're asking for more than $21,000. So, this is how I feel about it. The first time I saw it, number one, I was. Yeah, well, that's pounds, 21,710. Oh, so that'd be about 23 over here. You got 23,000? All right, go I think your wife carries that around her purse, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's pocket change, pocket change. Right. Um, my opinions. All right. First and foremost, how are you going to put a nylon strap on a $20,000 plus dollar watch? Um, Calatrava is known for elegance, right? Understatement, and for them to put this kind of strap on this watch just doesn't work for me. I would um, actually, I would, I would prefer like a, a like a blue alligator strap. Of course, like, yeah, you know, yeah, they 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 do some amazing leather work there, yeah. protectively. Uh, so for them to put this, it's just it just doesn't work for me. Uh, also, the center of the dial has this kind of diamond shape. Uh, structure to it that kind of reminds me of a garage. So you don't you like know, that checkerboard pattern? I like it not in a particularly color drama. I like hmm. it on a long jeans or by the way, our our, our friend uh, over a watch with me, Anthony, he made a video about this and he compared it. He had a model of a long jeans and the long jeans you could have for two grand. Hmm. Um, yeah. 
versus this guy and it just doesn't work for me not for the price i i i just this is typically i like what protect does all the time they, they they do some nice things but this guy just doesn't it just doesn't do it for me and i i hope this is just a one-time thing and i hope the color travel doesn't start going this way because this to me looks more like a sports watch right so mm-hmm. color travel is not about sports it's about elegance in my opinion well, I think sometimes it's okay for them to step out of box, out of the box, especially on a limited edition. I don't think this would be something they'll be doing all the time. I hope not. I really hope not because I just don't like it. Um, and well, if you I'm haven't seen, it, man. I don't know. I don't know. I just yeah. don't. I just they don't. can get rid of the nylon strap. Do they give you options for the strap? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Also, something I don't like. Uh, and I never talked about this before. So I love display case backs. You can see the movement, finishing, especially Patek. I mean, they have a lot of different finishing on their on the rotor and, and all the, the bridges and everything, right? But if you look at the case back, they say new manufacturer, the Patek Philippe logo, 2019. And it's mm. just there on the whole entire case. So it's like, you're going to give us a display case back, but then you put a stamp on top of it kind of blocking the movement. Right, yeah. yeah Why would you do that? Right. Grand Seiko is notorious for doing that as well, and I hate it. I right. hate when they do things like that. But uh but anyway, man, it's it's it's, it's about that it's about that time. Let's talk other things. What do you what do you got? Uh what did I do this week? Well what did I do since the last when was the last podcast? Oh a long time ago. <laughs> uh, let me see. Um I watched a movie on Netflix last night. Uh, oh, man, what was it called? Like about this ancient society and how, you know what I'm saying, they protected mankind. Uh, something new on Netflix. I can't even remember the name of it. The, uh, the, the Good Ones or something like that. But it was okay. a pretty good movie, man. Then... um. Also, this week, I actually installed a camera system in my house. Oh. You know what I mean? You know, and it's working out pretty, pretty well. Are you watching um, the monitor all the time now? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Like Checking on the neighbors. Work, what I, look, look, look what, uh, look what the neighbors right. are doing. Uh-huh. That used to be me. I, I, I'm, I'm talking from, from uh, firsthand experience. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I so, installed the the ring, the ring, whatever. What's it called? The yeah, ring, the thing ring, or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, I was on that thing all right. the time. I was just checking all the time. But then you kind of get over it. So. Right. So I got put in like four cameras: front door, back door, living room. Jeez, man! Oh crap! And downstairs in the basement. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I I got pretty much the the the, the areas covered. I need covered. Now, is there a reason why? If you if you don't mind me asking. No, it's just you know, you know, no particular reason. It's paranoid. You know what I mean? Just, just, just trying to be safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, just trying to be safe, man. That's cool. So, Um, then um, I've been really getting into this uh, this versus battle. I don't know if you've been up on the versus battles with like the artists. They do like the Instagram versus battle, like Mm -hmm. with like. A couple weeks ago, it was like Ludacris versus Nelly. Then you had, uh, and they go like song for song. 
the single Wait, women. Who does they the artist do the this? actual artist does it? What? So yeah. what yeah, like when we went into quarantine, like everybody started doing the versus battles on Instagram, like the artists. You had like Babyface and Teddy Riley. Um, it was a few of them. You know what I mean? So what's the point of it? Is it it's not is it a songs, existing songs? Yeah, songs from their catalog that they put against another artist song. What's and the like point? People kind of decide who got the best song. That's kind of hard though. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It, it's it's really fun because when you really think about it like some of the artists like you kind of forget that they made a certain song you be like damn that was the banger you know what i mean so but uh ti and 50 cent ti had challenged 50 cent to a versus battle mm. and i, I really want to see this one because it's kind of turning into something else that i think would be exciting but i kind of think they setting it up like that so people be excited for it you know what I'm saying? I think ultimately T.I. has a better catalog than 50 Cent, so I think T.I. will win, but we'll see. Okay. So really interesting. So I've been following that real close this week. I got to check it out. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been watching a lot of TV. I've been busy with uh, filming a lot of things for upcoming uh, YouTube videos and just doing my job and kind of focusing on other things, but I finally had a chance to sit down last night and watch a little netflix so mm-hmm. i saw this new show so sac efron i don't know if you know who he is famous actor yeah ball cut up guy or whatever um so he did this um series called down to earth with sac efron um so i saw one episode about water and i was like okay the hell is this all about 45 minutes in it was pretty interesting so what he does i guess the premise of the show is he goes to different parts of the world and he talks about topics that are affect humans so in this in this case water drinking water and he went to more specifically paris and in paris this is interesting i didn't know this they provide free it's not called purified but free filtrated water to the entire city so they have a ton of water fountains throughout the city and they even created an app for people to find water. They wanted to be able to provide clean drinking water to the entire population of France. And not just that, but any visitors, homeless people, because you know, you get pretty sick with water. I could attest to this being from Mexico. It's nasty over there. You don't want to drink the water. You get sick. So it's pretty cool what they do and how you put that into perspective with the U S and how much money they charge for bottled water. And Paris doesn't believe in that. They're like, no, mm-hmm. that's an essential thing that companies should not be profiting from society for something that's essential. And furthermore, they even offer um, carbonated, free drinking water so like your perrier or whatever they they have stations where it's free um also something that i learned is that during the purification process if water is purified or distilled they take obviously a lot of the minerals away from the water well what happens is if you drink water that doesn't have any minerals our bodies are constructed about what's 50 60 percent of water yeah so what happens is when water goes into your body if minerals are lacking 
they start to get the minerals from your own body. So instead of benefiting you, it's actually making you sicker by taking minerals away from you. So what they recommend is whenever you're going to buy drinking water to just kind of go through the label and, and make sure that it does have some of the minerals, maybe some magnesium or whatever, and and then just kind of go about it that way, you know. And it's it's pretty nasty stuff here in the U.S., the tap water that, that we have, and obviously Flint, Michigan, right? It's, it's nasty stuff that the U.S. should definitely invest in clean drinking water for for us, for the U.S. citizens. But they probably don't because of those reasons, because I'm sure they get some kickback from a water company, you know, Coca-Cola or Pepsi. I forgot one of them owns like Aquafina, right? So right, right. not much money they make off of that. So it's, mm. it's just sad to see, you know, but, um, but it was interesting. So if anybody uh, has a little bit of time down to earth with Zac Efron, pretty interesting. Uh, mm. Like the way they filmed it some really cool b-roll shots and, and and different things now that i'm getting a little more into video i see things that i didn't see before i'm not i'm not good by any stretch of the imagination but i'm getting more into it you know so it's 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 definitely a really cool art form to see videography and, and photography and in a different light that i didn't see it before because now i'm starting to see the the light gradients and how they film it and how they edit it and and all that good stuff so right so anyway, there, there you have and it. That's and the name of that movie I was talking about was called The Old Guard on Netflix. Old Guard, okay, cool. Old Guard, yeah. So you recommend it? Is yeah, it a definitely. B movie, C movie, A movie? It's an A movie. If you a movie, okay. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. All right, people. Where can uh, where can people find you? Uh, Ross Wiss Watch Love everywhere: YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. All right. Well, the goal was always to get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So I did it. So you're next. And I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to make a push for that. Cause we, we definitely yeah. need to get you there uh, on every platform on Instagram, on YouTube. I know you're going to do it. You're very consistent with your content and there is absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be there. So everybody listening, go follow P Ross, Ross wristwatch love on yeah. Instagram, on YouTube. He has yeah. great content. He's a passionate guy. He, he really, does speak from the heart he loves uh, horology everything related with horology and he's a good guy well, um, i'm really passionate man <laughs> really passionate no bullshit <laughs> but yeah you can find me socal watch reviews on instagram uh youtube and then if you have any spanish speaking uh, friends relojando we're almost at 500 subscribers there so yeah check it out you know uh, we don't we 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 embrace our culture whether that's a uh, african-american culture the hispanic right culture we embrace everybody uh, not just our culture but everybody we love everybody so if you're listening to this we appreciate it thank you so much uh and we'll have more content for you very very soon as always uh, thank you for listening thank you p yeah thank you and to everybody else stay humble take care peace